Welcome to Never Rewrite. I'm Isaac Askew. And I'm Jeffrey Sherman. And today we're going to discuss how to be a terrible teammate. <laughs> so the genesis that we were talking about how things people can do that will make them a bad teammate. And we're like, but what if you really wanted to lean into it? And what if you really wanted to excel at being terrible as a teammate? What kinds of things could you do consciously <laughs> and intentionally that would make you just absolutely terrible person to work with uh, without leaving you, uh, without making you at risk of getting fired? Like, you know, being aggressive and hitting people, all of those would make you a terrible teammate, but those will also get you fired. So these are things that you can do, ways to be a terrible teammate that are not going to get you in trouble with HR specifically. For Phrase this way for humor and education. This is not a guide to follow. Yes. Satire disclaimer. You don't actually want to be a terrible teammate, <laughs> but maybe you do. <laughs> All right. What if, what's number one on your list? All right. Number one on my list. Don't document anything. Uh, I love when developers don't document. They will tell you that the code is self-documenting, which means, of course, that you have to read and understand all of the code before you understand it. Also, it means that you have to interrupt them and their very busy schedule to ask questions. So it becomes a double tax of, by not documenting it and by declaring that I'm too important to document, you can make it difficult for everyone else on your team while also pretending like you're being helpful by being the martyr and taking time out of your busy schedule to explain these things to your teammates. Ugh, God. Yeah, Gross. it's super terrible. <laughs> uh, but you can you, you can stack up all of those just by not documenting anything. That's a pretty which good one. Which leads you right up into the second one, which is don't explain. So covered it briefly of if you are hoarding, you know, if you're not documenting and you're not, then everyone's got to come to you for explanation. And if you plead that you're too busy to explain or that it should be obvious or coming out back with a negative aspect of when people do actually come to you to explain, that will also help you to be an even more worse teammate because <laughs> now you're making other, you're putting other people down backhandedly uh, for the work you've done. It devalues the work that you're doing because fewer people understand it and fewer people can use it and people don't want to work with you. But your goal here is to be an absolutely terrible teammate, so you don't want to explain anything. Okay. Don't document, don't explain. All right. Don't explain. Uh, for non-technical things, the next thing that you can do, if you want to be terrible, is hoard the non-technical knowledge. Like There are reasons why you are doing the work, why your team is doing the work, and your team probably doesn't know all of them, especially as you get higher up. If you're like a senior or a staff, you're going to end up in meetings with the PMs or with the people that actually want the software delivered. And there'll be non-technical requirements and understandings that are just not documented anywhere. Uh, I had a recent conversation where, oh, well, this feature is important because the CEO, it drives him nuts every time he sees that it's not done. And so he just really wants this thing fixed. It's like, oh, well, that explains everything, <laughs> right? And if you, so I pass that knowledge along to my team, but if you want to be a terrible teammate, don't give them that context. Uh -huh. Just make them do, pretend like that what everything is defined and that they should know and be able to rock out uh, 
just off what's in the tickets. Okay. The next thing you can do, uh, and this one's subtle. This next one is subtle, and I've been guilty of it myself. So bear in mind, doing this, creating sub-teams within your team, like only working with one or two members of your team instead of making a conscious effort Mm. to work with everyone because nothing destroys a team so much as the creation of sub-teams within a team, like clicks. Like it's very high school. You could accidentally do it because you really enjoy working with one person. So you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to pair up with, you know, Bob in a county. And every time I'm going to pair up with Bob in a county because I just love working with him so much. He's got such, such great ideas I, about accounts receivable. Now, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm pretty guilty of this sometimes. I, I have uh, definitely been guilty yeah. of this. There's but if you a few wa- people like I always want to pair with just because I really enjoy like their personality or just mm-hmm. like pairing. I always learn from them. Uh, but you're right. Uh, if you keep doing that over and over again, and that's like your person, then uh, you don't end up sharing that knowledge. And there's, you know, you should be like kind of cycling around the team. It's it's kind of siloing in a way. Yeah, yeah it, it's siloing inside your own team. It denies your other teammates the benefits of learning from you. It denies you the benefits of learning from them. It's a subtle one mm-hmm. because you could just fall into it because for entirely innocent reasons. But if you want to ensure that you are the absolute worst teammate, do it on purpose. <laughs> Especially Got it. make sure that you work, pick the other most experienced person. If you're the one of the highly experienced persons, because uh, there is nothing less functional than a team where the two most senior developers, two most experienced developers end up paired and working together, oh, leaving God. the three or four more junior developers alone and shut out. And that is a pattern I've seen many times, and it is extremely effective at destroying your team. Excellent. Always want to keep that in mind. (laughs) And remember, folks, this is satire. Uh, We're we're talking about how to be terrible. (laughs) Okay. Next. Next. Uh, Insist on meetings and procedures and other artifacts of structure just for the sake of artifacts of structure. Mm. So, like, you know, most teams have a stand up in the morning or at least once a week, and most teams find those pretty useful. But maybe you were having some trouble with your releases, and so you started to having a pre release meeting. And then you got everything figured out, and so the, the meeting became pro forma. And somebody's like, oh, well, maybe we should just get rid of this meeting. It's not useful anymore. If you want to be terrible, insist on keeping every meeting ever created, never let them die. Any reoccurring meeting must stay forever. It's extremely important. <laughs> you could get even more like put put uh, criteria on every meeting. And if uh, you join the meeting and you don't have one of the criteria ready, oh, we have to punt this meeting again. Oh, <laughs> let's, re- mm. <laughs> let's rejoin in two days because some yeah, so let's, let's come back to it. <laughs> but the flip side of that is those rules don't apply to you because mm, you're special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is a great way, again, to destroy teams and be a terrible teammate, make sure that you are very insistent and very um, horrified when people don't follow all the rules and the structures. But when it happens to you, it's a no big deal. Got it. Extra structure just for the sake of structure, uh, but rules for thee, but not for me. Yes. It's rules for thee and not for me. Next up, one of my personal favorites that, uh, that you brought up, Isaac, commit and run. There's nothing better than pushing code uh, and then leaving. 
this either either it's on vacation or if it's just on Friday and you're just off and not available. Yes, uh, just randomly committing and and disappearing for a bit. Deploy if on Friday. Terrible. If you want to be a real terrible person. <laughs> yes. I I remember a story. I remember an incident. Gosh, fifteen-ish years ago, before Git, we use Subversion and Subversion. People mostly just developed on the main branch, and then you would cut a release branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was working with a team, and the team didn't really understand a lot of the Java intricacies, and they had overridden equals. In Java, if you override equals, you have to override. You're supposed to override hash code as well, for lots of reasons that I'll keep I'll ignore. But the main purpose is for lists and sorting and array, like for hash maps, it's important. Okay. And so they didn't, they, they overrode equals, but they didn't override hash code. And I jokingly said that they needed to. And so the team set equals equals uh, hash code equals to one committed and then left for the day. And at the time this team was in Sweden and I was in Chicago. And so they were gone. It was the weekend. Mm-hmm. And anybody, any Java developer here knows that basically they just set all the hash maps saying everything was equals. So the performance of everything just went in the toilet. And that was a fun day. We had to figure that out. And that was when I realized I could not troll the Swedish people because they just, they're gnome people. You can't troll them. It's all about the gnomes. (laughs) 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 Yes. All right. Commit, commit and run. (laughs) Commit and run. Terrible plan. Uh, And I'm, been guilty of this myself. I, I feel like many times I'm committing code up to and including the last hours at a company. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I just got to finish all the work. And so I will commit it. And then I will not only run, but I'll leave the company. I'm gone. <laughs> that is the ultimate. That, that's the, I'm a terrible teammate. I'm, I'm so bad. I'm not even there anymore. <laughs> force push the main branch. <laughs> yes. Force push the main branch. No, I've never done that. <laughs> All right. Any more? Uh, one last one. Uh, again, this is if you want to be an absolutely terrible teammate, be outspoken about your efforts and not the team efforts. Mm. A little bit of the ego in there. Put the ego in there. So I am a fairly outspoken person, and I absolutely recommend that you be outspoken about your efforts. But I also absolutely recommend that you be equally, if not more, outspoken about your team's efforts. Uh, because really, nobody cares what you've done. They care about what your team has done. And if you look so much better than your team, you also look like an asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so it's important. Don't so don't don't mistake it of oh well if, you know if you if you for some reason don't want to be following our advice on being a bad teammate and you're going to flip this and take it for advice on being a good teammate. Do not take it as you should not talk about your own accomplishments. You absolutely should. Mm. You also need to talk about the team's accomplishments. We're not, we're, so. not, we're not being helpful here. We're, we're no, that's terrible. the goal. We're, we're being terrible. right? If you, if you want to be extremely terrible, talk about your efforts. Don't talk about the team efforts. Mm-hmm. And if you need to talk about the team efforts to kind of explain your efforts, minimize them. <laughs> All right. And there is eight things that you can do to be a terrible teammate. Practice them, them every day. Practice them every day, and soon nobody will want to work with you. <laughs>
<laughs> and that that's the ultimate, right? Because then you can just work by yourself in a golden ivory tower. <laughs> You'd be just, a rock star developer. Uh, Jeffrey, it, do you know anybody who matches all of these criteria? Have you ever personally met somebody who's hit every single one of these? I don't think I've met ever. I've met someone who's hit most of them, but I don't know that I've ever had somebody who created sub teams like uh, mm. siloed information inside a team and also insisted on structure for the sake of structure. Mm. Those two seem orthogonal because most of the most of those people who are going to silo teams are also just going to push to be on teams of one. Mm. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. The people who are big on structure are more giant team people. I feel like structure is one of those pretty insidious ones because uh, it can seem really good uh, to begin with. Because like, who doesn't want some structure in your team? It makes, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Uh, and then you get a little too bogged down with structure of like, oh, we can't begin because this wasn't signed off or we didn't have these three things or design wasn't ready. And you keep kicking the can, kicking the can, kicking the can. And suddenly no one's worked for three months on this new project because of structure, structure, structure. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, you're waiting for sign-offs from this person and that person. Yes. Excellent. I think All we right. should leave it here. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for listening. I'm Jeffrey Sherman. And I'm Isaac Askew. And this is Never Rewrite.